Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension School Part 18. Today we'll be talking about the Sophianic Template, the Divine Solar Feminine or Solar Feminine Christ. Hello my friends, I'm so excited to get into this episode with you. I have had a few aha moments over the last couple of days And it's so interesting how spirit just drops things right in your lap when it's time. And that is what has happened with me. And that's why I love Ascension School, because I get to share them with you. I've been scouring a few resources on the internet, and I felt led to go search some different terminology. And in fact, the same thing happened when I was on Instagram. I was led to search for certain hashtags. And as I did this, this whole entire thing opened up for me. That was, I guess, new to me. Maybe I was just remembering it from my soul's memories. But some of you may be very familiar with what I'm talking about today with the Divine Solar Feminine and various topics such as that. But I, again, am so excited to share these things with you and the resources that I found. Before we jump into that, I have so much going on in the month of June. Wow. If you haven't already listened to the June monthly energy update, you'll kind of know when I've filled in everybody about what we're doing for June, but just to jog your memory, I will be doing three psychic activation workshops during the months of June, and those will be held on Sundays, two in the morning Pacific time and one in the evening Pacific time to kind of span all time zones. If you are brand new at developing your psychic senses, this workshop is for you. If you are in the mid-levels of developing your psychic sensibilities, this is for you too. It does not matter what level you are. I will be providing activations to enhance and increase where you are so that you can go even deeper. Each individual class will be totally different. I always cater it around the energy of those gathered and the collective that's there. And so I promise you, if you come to all of them, it's going to be completely different for you. It'll be fun no matter which one you attend. The link to sign up for those is right below. Now, the other thing that I felt drawn to do this month was focus on the goddess divine feminine energies. And little did I know when I created my summer solstice events, I have gatherings and special 15-minute goddess activations. Little did I know that it's all related to what I'm about to share with you today. So if you are interested in participating in those gatherings or those sessions You can click on the links below to that as well. And one last thing, if you're listening to this right when I publish it, on June 5th, I have two gatherings. I have an Arcturian gathering in the morning and a Pleiadian gathering in the evening Pacific time. If you feel like you are drawn to one of those starseed families, but you're not sure, this is a great way to connect with their energy live. It's a virtual Zoom gathering where I channel either the Pleiadians or the Arcturians And we do some different activations with light language. They are so much fun. And whether or not you've done it before or you're brand new to this, they are geared toward any level of experience. And I would absolutely be thrilled to have you join us for those. Okay, switching to the topic at hand, the Divine Solar Feminine. I have resources that I will be reading from today. This is just things I've discovered on the internet Like I said, many of you may have already heard or read about these things. I know there are a lot of great books out there about this topic. I just want to share with you some snippets 
my hope is that something I say will activate something within you and help you remember either just subconsciously or consciously some of these actually pieces of wisdom. The first source that I would like to read from is an internet site called The Light Party. And this has just various blog entries and topics. And this one is called Solar Feminine Energy. It says, This may be difficult to understand, since this energy has been absent from the planet for so long and only lingers on in the memories of those who recall the great fire goddesses and their power and creativity. Pele is one of the original fire goddesses and an embodiment of the solar feminine, as are Sekhmet, the Egyptian lioness goddess, Amateras, the Japanese creation goddess, and Brigitte, the Celtic keeper of the sacred flame. When the earth grid was manipulated to exclude the solar feminine, humans forgot that women could be powerful creators. Their creative functions were limited to childbirth, and the lunar goddesses became the mothers and keepers of the feminine energy on earth. As a result, in the dualistic and rational belief systems that took hold on earth, humans were conditioned to define the masculine and the feminine as oppositional, and to assign solar energy to the male and lunar energy to the female. But the ancients knew better, and their pantheons included solar goddesses and lunar gods. And so at this time, humanity is once again recognizing the solar feminine energy and the lunar male energy. To embody the solar feminine energy is to be strong, passionate, creative, and energetic. It is a creative energy and belongs to artists, writers, musicians, and dancers. The solar masculine, by contrast, channels this energy into the mental sphere and produces philosophers, scientists, politicians, and business people. The lunar feminine energy is gentle, receptive, nurturing, and meditative. It is the energy of the archetypal mother manifested in nurses, teachers, and caregivers. The lunar male energy is also gentle, meditative, nurturing, and caring, and people who run this energy enjoy professions where they can care for people or support people whether in business or in professions such as doctors, physiotherapists, or even lawyers. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and end that quote right there and just kind of add in a few of my thoughts. The first thing that comes to me is I'm reminded of the movie Moana. So a lot of you might remember that in that movie, there is kind of a lava and fire goddess, and Moana brings her a heart and then she turns back into sort of more the gentle nurturing. But the thing that's funny about it is both of those are her. So even though in the movie it made it seem like the volcanic lava version of her was angry, we can see that that was the beginning of introducing us to the fact and the energy of the female fire goddess that we have forgotten about because we always assign that to the male. The other thing that comes to me is a quote I once read. It's so interesting how people throughout history, even though they don't have the big picture, they can tap into some of these things that are happening. I really believe that some of them are somewhat prophetic and psychic, and they don't say it explicitly, but when you read their quotes and their sort of predictions or their hopes for the future, it reflects this same idea. Interestingly enough, there was a quote, and I believe it was Thomas Jefferson, but I'm not 100% sure. It was one of the founding fathers 
of the United States of America. And they had mentioned something like this. I study politics and philosophy and government so my children can study science and math and physics so that their children can study art and writing and music. And the way that I interpreted that was literally the coming of the new earth and how we are transferring from an emphasis in education on some of that more masculine, solar masculine type subjects into some of the more solar feminine subjects, such as music and dance and the, the arts, the expressive arts. So that's just kind of a little tidbit that I wanted to drop in there. I'm going to go ahead and continue because this next part is really resonated with me. The quote says, to be a woman and to embody the solar feminine energy has been very difficult. Women have conditioned to identify with the lunar feminine energy and those who express their solar energy have often had to go to the route of the solar masculine, which sets up inner conflicts between a solar masculine outer life and a lunar feminine model that seems not to work or fit who they are. With the grounding of the solar feminine energy, the archetypal model of the fire goddess and her intense but feminine power and creativity will once again be available to women. There are going to be a lot of women on the planet who are going to start feeling a lot more comfortable with who and what they are at this time. And a lot of men who will have a better understanding of what their partners and female friends are about. All right, I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. That resonated with me so much. I don't know how many of you who are women have felt that. And even men may have conflicting feelings. I mean, we're picking up on what's going on in the collective. This isn't just applicable to females. It has to do with our divine feminine and our divine masculine and all of the elements that it balance those polarities out. This came through just about a week and a half ago when I was channeling the Syrians and I channeled some light language to help balance our polarities. All of it leading up to what I have discovered Obviously, again, not new to all of you, but maybe new to some of you and somewhat new to me. And so much of it just makes so much sense. I'm going to shift into a different source, a different resource that I found. It's called the Ascension Glossary. I've left the link below, just like I left the link to the previous article. I'm going to go ahead and read the entry entitled Solar Feminine Christ. The Sophianic Template contains sequential stages of reassembling the solar feminine Christ architecture that is designed to repair the lunar distortion imprints, which include the magnetic reversals embedded within the female principal structures on the planet Earth. The potential resurrection of the solar feminine Christ is made possible through the recent activations and anchoring of several cosmic diamond sun body structures, such as the Holy Mother's God Seed Code, the Perfect Proton, and the Crystalla matrix within the Earth's main grail point and stargate system. I'm going to stop right there. Just so you know, all of these all of these terminology that you're hearing that may be new to you, it's all linked in this article. So if you're wanting to explore a little bit more, you can find that out in the article. Okay, moving on. The instruction sets for the reclamation of the solar feminine Christ have begun to spiral through the energetic current traveling throughout the planetary grid network. As the female biology is able to pick up these transmissions, 
they begin to naturally repair the magnetic imprints of the lunar woman distortions in her physical matrix. The DNA-RNA imprint in a female biology is more suited to magnetically embody the solar flame codes first that further ignite the inner vertical channels and this potentially ignites the keeper of the flame blueprint and thus may further activate female staff codes. Holy Mother has returned to us the spiritualized feminine principle of the cosmic solar body, which holds the keys that open the gateways into the God worlds. One must cultivate a loving relationship with the Holy Mother in order to embody Sophianic consciousness and to access the timeless and eternal wisdom of the entire universe. It is she who holds the true knowledge and power in the secrets of animating creation as the prima materia itself, the divine quintessence that breathes eternal life into form. Sophiology is the worship of the solar female aspect of the Christos. It is the inner revelation of the Godhead's wisdom as it has been imparted to humanity to love your mother and father equally, which has influenced many ancient Essene and Christian mystics over the ages. May we come together to celebrate the solar feminine Christ and reconnect more deeply with our Holy Mother presence through our shared devotional prayer. That is the end of the entry. So I just want to drop in and kind of add my comments as well to this one. Many of you know that a couple of weeks ago I published my Ascension School Part 15 when I talk about the Divine Feminine and a book by Trisha McCannon called The Return of the Divine Sophia. Now, interestingly enough, all of this is related, but there are certain aspects that I did not come to understand until just recently that are making more and more sense to me. If you're like me, this is something that might be a little bit hard to grasp in a more practical way. It's something that you really have to understand at the soul level. And just like I mentioned in the June monthly energy update, our upgrades are coming not through the conscious mind anymore. So it's great to read books about all of this. It's wonderful to find out all this information. Like, why would I put it on here if it wasn't a good thing, right? That's why I do Ascension School. But we need to pair all of this with activations in different ways. Those can come through movement. Those can come through light language. Those can come through sound healing. Those can come through nature. All of those different ways that we we can upgrade and change our vibration without going through the conscious mind first. So much of this change that's happening at the DNA level is happening at such a quantum level that it's very difficult for us to bring through the downloads into our conscious mind. The interesting thing about all of this for me personally is that sometimes I get the little breadcrumbs, but I don't get the whole picture yet. And so I had this feeling that I needed to do Magdalene codes, which I believe are activating the divine solar feminine. And before I even created the, the codes, I just knew that I had to bring them through. I didn't even know exactly what they were for. This is how it works <laughs> for me when I'm doing light language transmissions is sometimes I don't know all of the reasons why. Well, right after I did it, it's almost like my own understanding expanded upon creating those Magdalene codes, which I just barely put those out. Um, if you're listening to this right when I publish it, it's right at the beginning of June 2022. And 
you'll see that this podcast episode was published just like the day after. But I did not put all these puzzle pieces together until just now. And it's all starting to make sense. There's a lot more detail that I can't go into right now regarding sessions I've had lately where I felt like there was such this complementary energy with the sun also being related to the feminine and then the, the masculine was also in the moon and it wasn't making sense. It was like two sides of one coin, which obviously we know the divine feminine, the divine masculine is there. But some of this Sophia and the Sophia activation and the divine feminine Christos activations, this is where it's all leading to. There are a lot of different terms and words that mean the same thing. And so I want you to know that you may see these things just a little bit differently. You may word these things just a little bit differently. But in the end, it all has to do with going back to our origins, going back to what was considered to be in the article I just read, the Holy Mother is the way they put it. And that's exactly what I talk about in the Ascension School episode number 15, where I detail my personal experience and awakening in this life and in this consciousness, becoming more aware of the Divine Mother Goddess and just the most amazing experience that I had with that. The last resource that I want to bring through before we finish up this episode is a website called Art of the Feminine. And again, I'll leave a link. The author's name is Shannon Port. And I'm just going to read about how this all ties into what I just mentioned, the Magdalene. What does the Magdalene have to do with all of this? This article says, Mary Magdalene is the archetype of the risen soul consciousness, joined in sacred union with the sun. She is the resurrected solar feminine who carries in her archetypal coding the divine feminine blueprint for all human beings and lost souls to awaken to the divine love of creation. She is a purification and quickening of matter. She is initiation and activation. In this article, I'll go ahead and end right there, but this article was written on the day of the summer solstice, which is the day of her feast. And so all of this wraps in, everything just started coming down. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is why I decided to do on a whim, literally on a whim, the divine um, soul summer solstice goddess activation because we are activating the divine solar feminine energy within all of us and why what better day to do it on than the day when we have the largest quantity of hours of sunlight and all of it just like I said all of it just came became so clear to me on why I had felt led and drawn to do all this so again I would encourage you, if you feel drawn, to meet with me. Even those, I, I was told 15 minutes is enough. I will be doing some powerful light language activ activations individualized to you. You will get a recording. And I really truly believe that what I will be doing in those activations is what I just talked about with the divine solar feminine energy. All right, my friends, thank you so much for taking the time to co-create with me. For this episode, I am always just so honored that you would take your precious time and decide to spend it with me. I feel and sense your presence and your support, and it just means so much. I would love to see you this month sometime. There are gatherings, there are psychic activation workshops, there's our summer solstice events. Any of those things are just going to help expand 
help us co-create, help us lift the collective together. I'm sending you so much love and honoring the divine being that you are. Until next time.